It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Hello, and welcome to the Retire ASAP podcast, where our goal is to help you get free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and this is the end of the year. I can't believe it. We've been doing the podcast almost uh, half of this year so far, and we're coming to the end of 2019, coming to an end of a decade. It's hard to believe. I know some of you listeners are going to laugh, but it's hard to believe that in 2010, I was still in high school, and now I'm finishing out the decade done with high school, done with college, been working full-time in this financial industry for over five years now. I have a wife and a baby. I can't imagine what I was thinking 10 years ago uh, when it came to a family, but here I am 10 years later with uh, with a wife and a son, and it's just so wild and crazy to look back on these last 10 years. I wonder what it would look like if you looked back on your last 10 years. Was uh, this a good decade for you? Was it a bad decade? I'm not quite sure wherever you stand on that one, but it's kind of fun to think about it because 10 years, it seems to fly by when you look in the rearview mirror, but it doesn't seem to fly by when you're in the thick of things. I know that for us and our family, it didn't ever feel like uh, the days were flying by until they've already passed and you look back and go, wow, that was already a week ago. That was already a year ago. I can't believe that I've been married for five years and been working for five years, but sometimes those things are crazy. Maybe you have... um, some new family members in this last decade, maybe some grandchildren or some children of your own. Maybe you have done some amazing traveling over the last decade, or maybe you made some big strides in your career over the last decade, or maybe you got to do the amazing thing called retirement, and you got to start heading towards uh, more freedom in your life as you've put in the hours and the hard work to earn that. I don't know, but uh, hopefully these last 10 years have been good for you. Now, I'm thinking here, um, you know, all this end of the year stuff has you reminiscing on what the future brings and what kind of things we want to do at Fike Advisors and what we want to do with this podcast as we try to, you know, help people get closer to retirement or maybe retire early if they can, if it's possible for them. And one of those things that I've been thinking about uh, was some planning with Brad. And so I know I've talked about these last few episodes that there's some exciting things coming up. I think the most exciting thing that I have with this podcast is that we're going to continue to do two episodes a month. So the first Thursday and the third Thursday of every month, we're going to release an episode. But starting in January, Brad is going to be a co-host on here. And if you guys have met Brad before, many of our clients who listen to this podcast know Brad pretty well. If you've met Brad before, he is... um, a character. I think that's the best way to describe him. He's it's my dad. Uh, Brad would be my father, who uh, is the owner of Fike Advisors, the majority owner of Fike Advisors, and has been in the business for well over thirty years now. And he's a good time. I think his personality on this podcast will add some fun, and I know that him and I will enjoy having banter together as we go back and forth talking about whatever topic we're talking about here. So that's one of the exciting things I wanted to let you guys know about is that next year, starting. In January, we are going to be having a co-host, and his name is Brad Fike, and that will be really fun for all of us. So I wanted to let you guys know that that's coming up here on the horizon, and today I don't really want to talk about too much. Um, I, I don't want to get into too many details. I know so many of you right now are just bogged down with the holiday spirits that are uh, ahead of us, you know, with uh, Christmas around the corner and then New Year's Eve coming around the corner. You're probably planning for your family to come into town this week, or maybe you're planning to head out of town to meet with 
with your family. And I didn't really want to throw too much information at you, but here's what I wanted to talk about today. I want to talk about setting goals. I know it's pretty normal to talk about goal setting at the end of the year as we all are thinking about New Year's resolutions and the statistics are astounding. Yeah, how many people fail their New Year's resolution. I don't know exactly off the top of my head what they are, but I'm pretty sure the majority of people never follow through with their New Year's goal. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think uh, the emotions are high at the beginning of the year. We start thinking ahead and we start making big, swooping decisions and plans as to what we want to be. We get to reset and restart as if we're getting a clean slate for 2020, a whole new decade. But then those feelings kind of wear off as we get through the year. And I've seen this with clients. We have a client who will come in and meet with us and make some financial decisions and set some financial goals and they want to retire in 10 years or they want to retire in 20 years and they need to save X amount of dollars and they need to start putting away so much per month. And we take these big goals and say, hey, retirement at 55 is possible as long as we start making little steps towards that along the way. And so it's always interesting to look at that and start thinking about what are those little baby steps that get us there. But then the hard part is, is how do we stick to those? How do we stay disciplined? And I think my advice for you guys this year, as you head into the new year and you're starting to think about what do I want to do? How do I want to accomplish these goals? I'm going to tell you right now that it's all about little sprints, little 90 day, little seven day sprints. So here's what I've been working on as of recent. I've read a couple books on habits and there's so many out there. Um, there's there's one that's actually called Habits and I can't think of the author off the top of my head. And then there's Atomic Habits and I just ordered that book. I'm going to be reading it. I listened on another podcast. I listened to someone interview the author of Atomic Habits and it's so interesting what he said. He was talking about people who um, struggle to get into a workout plan. They struggle to get consistent in the gym or consistent to yoga classes or CrossFit classes or whatever you do for your workouts. The consistency is the key. And he says so many people struggle with that consistency. And he said one of the best ways to develop a habit is to take small baby steps towards it. And I was actually just talking to Brad about this. We were just laughing because um, I do CrossFit. I, I work out here at our local CrossFit gym. Um, and I was joking because I was saying that the afternoon classes, usually in the past, I'd gone to the 5.30 p.m. class. I leave the office, I run home quick, grab my change of clothes, and I head over to the gym and I work out. But for some reason, over the last few months, I've had trouble making it to the gym and doing that. And I couldn't figure out why, and I couldn't figure out why, and I finally just basically blame my son. I said, you know, after work, the last thing I want to do is leave the house because I don't get to see Oliver all day. And then when I do get home at 530, he's only awake for about two and a half hours before we start getting him ready for bed and laying him down. So I, th I started saying, well, I'm skipping the gym for family time. And that's a noble thing. I started justifying my skipping the gym. And then the more I thought about it, I realized, wait a second, I still can go to the gym. I just maybe not in the evenings. Maybe I have to start thinking about going in the mornings. And that has been the worst decision I've ever talked myself into because it's so difficult for me to wake up and motivate myself to start sweating. I mean, the first thing I want to do in the morning is sit down in a chair, drink a cup of coffee, and maybe have some breakfast. The last thing I want to do is roll out of bed, throw on my shorts, and walk to the car, go out in the cold, since it's winter here in Ohio, go out in the cold, drive to the gym get myself all worked up and sweat and all this stuff and then go home and have to get ready for work and just not have that free time in the morning. But I know that if I want to spend time with Oliver in the evenings, it's the only time I can do it. 
So anyway, all that just to preface this idea of habits. What the guy in the book was telling us is that that's normal. People hate going to the gym. And the reason they hate it is because they go in and they start with these big lofty goals and they beat themselves up over it. And then they get to the point to where they just want to quit because they don't enjoy what they're doing. He says in his book, uh, or at least in his interview, they said um, he talks about how you need to enjoy the things that you're creating as habits. And so I started thinking about this. I go, well, I don't enjoy getting up early and going to the gym because I go, maybe I'll do a harder workout and then the next day I'm sore and I just hate the fact that I'm sore for a whole day after doing that workout. So I started thinking, what would I do that would help me enjoy this? And so I'm finding that if I go to the gym and I sandbag the workout, which I'm not suggesting this for everybody, but for me personally, if I go to the gym and I sandbag the workout, I do it, but I don't do it at 100% effort. And I actually work a little bit into it and I start to get, you know, moving and I go at my own pace and I get to a point to where I feel like, okay, I feel comfortable. I feel like I've done some work. I'm not going to be super sore tomorrow. This is a good start for me. That's when you start thinking, hmm, maybe I could do this again tomorrow. That wasn't too bad. I actually enjoyed getting up and getting myself ready for the day. And I feel like I have a little bit more energy in the mornings when I come to work. I'm not still trying to wake up as I you know, roll up to my desk in my chair. I've already been awake for a few hours. I've already been active and, and moving. And I, I'm starting to think, man, I actually do enjoy this boost of energy, but I'm not having any of the negative side effects yet. I'm not pushing myself so hard that by the next day when I roll up to my desk, my legs are hurting and my shoulders are sore and I have a hard time moving my computer mouse that I've worked out so hard. And I'm starting to think maybe this is really a key. Maybe this guy is actually onto something when it comes to creating habits. Start small. So for me, starting small is I just have to get up, I have to get to the gym, and I just have to start a workout. Maybe I don't do a great job in it, maybe I don't finish it as fast as I'd like, or maybe I don't move as much weight as I would like in my workout, but I just have to start small. When I was joking with Brad about it earlier this week, he says, all I need to do is I just need to get out of bed and drive myself to the gym. He said, that would be starting small. I don't really want to work out yet. I don't have that motivation, but at least I'm starting to create the habit that when I wake up, I get myself dressed, I go down to the car, and I drive myself to the gym. And if I do that for a week, that's going to get me into a better place and position to start working out than what I was doing the week before. Even if I only sit in the parking lot for two minutes and I don't even get out of the car, that's still moving me closer to working out. We were laughing about that because it sounds so silly, but it's actually really true. When we think about it and we think about investing this way or, or we think about financial planning and we start talking about retirement stuff, the same thing applies. It's not easy to max out your Roth IRA every year. It actually, it's about 500 bucks a month is what you need to do to max out your Roth IRA each year. But if I told someone who comes in who has a feels like their budget is a little bit strapped and it feels like they don't have much to save and they look at this and they go, I can't save $500 a month. I might as well not even try. If we start with that position, we're already starting with this idea of there's no hope. There's so much pain surrounding these things. When the reality is what we need to start with is why don't you start with 10 bucks a week? We have a few girls uh, who are clients of ours who they started their own business as hairdressers and they, they actually have been successful over the years. But when they first started, they had no clients. There were maybe one or two people a week that were coming in and they were making next to nothing. But they came in, they talked to us and they said, well, we can afford $10 a week. We could put $10 into an IRA because that's what I spend on pizza over the weekend or that's what I spend on something silly on Amazon. You know, I can afford to do $10 a week. 
And then the nice thing about that is, is that they started with that small goal and they started saving and saving and saving. By the time they were ready to take the next step and go up to $20 a week, their accounts had already grown by a few hundred dollars. They had been doing it for a whole year. Their accounts up to a hundred and something dollars. And they didn't even think that they had that much money saved up because they didn't even notice it going out. And then they changed it to 20 and then 30 and then 40. The one girl that we have, she's saving over a hundred dollars a week because she was able to start at 10, start small, work herself into a new habit that she didn't really hate because she's starting to see her net worth grow. But over that time period, she's now saving so much more money than she ever would have been able to if we would have just sat down and said, you need to save $100 a month um, starting now or $500 a month and get it all in there as quick as possible. It's so cool to see those kind of things happen for our clients. So Here's what I'm saying. As you're heading into the new year and you're starting to set your new year's resolution, since this is the last podcast of the year, we won't be talking to you again until 2020. I just want you to be thinking about that goal and start thinking about what are those little things you can do? Maybe it's a workout goal like Brad and I that we have. Maybe you just need to get yourself out of bed in the morning and go to the gym or go straight from work and go sit in the parking lot for two minutes, just each day for about a week or so. And then after that first week, then you take the next step and say, well, at least I'm going to go do five minutes of cardio work or something like that. Whatever that is, set that goal, set that goal small and then work your way to a bigger next step and a bigger next step. These little tiny sprints, these seven day sprints or these 30 day or 60 day or 90 day sprints, maybe it's healthy eating and maybe you need to break it down and say, I need to eat healthier. But instead of just saying, I'm going to stop eating all this junk food, maybe what you say is, I'm just going to eat healthy for breakfast. I'm going to start early. I'm going to say my first meal of the day is always going to be a balanced, healthy meal according to whatever I believe needs to be the nutrients that I need to take in. And you start with that good balanced meal first. And then, yeah, we're probably not going to be perfect at lunch. And yeah, I'll probably snack between lunch and dinner. And my dinner probably won't be totally balanced. But at least you're starting somewhere. And then after maybe a few weeks of doing breakfast just right, maybe you say, okay, now I'm going to cut out my snack between lunch and dinner. Whatever it is, these little baby steps to get you there. And celebrate those little baby steps. When you reach them, celebrate them. Enjoy them. You've done the hard work. You need to celebrate that. But I'm just going to challenge you guys as we get to the end of the year. And I know there's some listeners on here who have been thinking about their New Year's resolution and hasn't really said much about it to anybody because they're afraid that if they speak it into reality, it's only going to set them up for failure. I just want to encourage you that the best way to get your New Year's resolution to not fail is going to be set little smart goals, little sprints for one week, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is. Set these little goals. They're going to help you get to that bigger goal. So, That's what I'm going to wrap up things with. I think I do have to do a disclaimer on here. Even though we didn't talk about investment stuff, I think I did talk a little bit about putting money in a financial plan or putting money into an IRA or something. So I just want to let you know that uh, this podcast is educational and helpful hints. So don't take this as advice. You really need to talk to your financial advisor, your tax advisor, your legal advisor, whoever you work with personally, you need to work with them because I don't know you personally. I know some of you who are listeners and I know that there's a few of you out there, specifically Dave, who listens every time we have a new podcast out. I know I know a bunch of you guys, but don't take this advice on this podcast because I'm really speaking in general here. I want you to take advice from someone who's talking about your specific situation. But I think that's common sense, but we do have to say it here just to make sure that everyone knows that we want to make sure that we're not giving advice to you personally. This is just general, helpful education and hints. So anyway, as you're setting your goals, I'd love to hear about them. You can always email me, taylor at fikeadvisors.com. 
Um, I'd love to hear about new goals that you're setting or any way that maybe we can help you with your financial goals. We are taking on new clients here at Fike Advisors. So if you're interested in finding a financial advisor, you don't have one currently, or you're not happy with your with the one that you do have, we'd be happy to sit down and give you a second look, a second opinion, and see if we can help you get retired as soon as possible. So I just want to end this year with a uh, happy New Year's and a Merry Christmas. I know that for many of you, this is an exciting time of the year as you get to connect with family that you haven't seen in a long time or get to spend some extra special time with the grandkids. So soak it up and enjoy it. I'm learning that these days do go by pretty quick, even though they don't feel like it in the moment. They do go by pretty quick. So soak up these holidays as best as you can. And we look forward to working with you guys for the next decade, 2020 and beyond. So uh, also really looking forward to hearing what Brad has to say for our podcast uh, as we start our new series coming in January. Not quite sure what we've decided on. I'm sure it will be fun and exciting, though, with a new personality and some more character added into the podcast. Um, So looking forward to that. And we will talk to you guys in our next episode. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.